to sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Technology Learning Lab for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. It's amazing that we're already so far through February. My name is Sean Thiel. I'm ACB Ohio's Executive Director and uh, welcome to Technology Learning Lab. Now, a um, couple of ho- one, a housekeeping note kind of thing. Um, one of the things that I really would like to do is I would like to make this show uh, um, relevant to you. So if you have topic ideas that you would like me to talk about, um, so, you know, possible suggestions, please email them to community at acb.org. Put technology learning lab in the subject line and a brief just, hey, you know, I would like to talk about this because I'm, you know, I've wanted to know how that works or something, you know, something like that. Um, and Cindy will forward it to me. Um, I won't be able to get into like an extended dialogue about something with you, um, but I want to make sure that I'm covering material that you would find useful. So, and I will make sure and <clears throat> mention that um, a few minutes before the end so that people who come in late can get there, not late, but people who come in uh, further along can get that information. Um, Cause I really want to make this show f- um, for, you know, for you about you, that kind of thing. All right. So one of the things that happened um, last week, we were talking about um, a situation that happens to me and uh Anybody who gets the community calls or things like top tech tidbits or any any newsletters. And um, what happens with voiceover is when you're reading, and if you know there's a lot of headings, of course, what you want to do is you want to take the rotor and turn it to headings and flick down so that you can move through the newsletter. And that's fine if you're just flicking down. But what happens if you want to read something that comes after the heading? Well, when you do that, um, what Apple has decided should happen is that the rotor turns itself to actions. And so when you swipe down, instead of going to your next heading, you get things like trash, reply, delete, your email actions. And I can see the logic that they had um, because, yes, you, you do want to easily be able to take action on a message, but... Also, sometimes you want to really quickly skim through that uh, newsletter. And I got so sick and tired of it that I looked and I said, there has got to be a way to assign a gesture or do something that will take me to the next heading or the previous heading. And I found it. Uh, So, and I kind of rushed through this at the end of last week's uh, session. And so I'm going to... um, really take a few minutes and talk about this and go through it methodically so that 
<clears throat> you might be able to figure out a way to do this for yourself. Um, and, uh, oh, I am also remiss to um, thank Donna Browning, who is hosting for me tonight. Thank you so much. Um, and if you have questions, feel free to, I have actually said, go ahead, please, and interrupt me um, and let me know. Um, that may not be the decorum on other calls, but that I want to make sure that I get to people's questions, even if I have to finish a thought maybe first. So let's talk about the wonderful world of voiceover commands, because that's where all of the magic is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and unlock my phone. 1905. Messages. One unread message. Double tap to open. Okay. So what we're going to do is we are going to go to voiceover settings. And so we're going to have Siri give us a hand. Open voiceover settings. Okay. Here are the voiceover settings. Listen, I, had, I had Siri settings, really quiet. Accessibility. I had Siri really quiet the other day because I had like the sinus headache from <laughs> I don't know where, but it was really bad. And the bassy sounds were hurting my head. So um, Siri, Siri did say open, opening voiceover settings. And so that's where we are. And if we flick through, we'll see some of the things that we already know. Voiceover. That are heading. here. Voiceover. On. Voiceover speaks items on the screen. Tap once to select an item. And I'm just flicking from left to right to move from item to item in the order that they show up. I'm going to do this a little quicker to skip past the explanatory um, basics that they put in here. Double tap. Learn. Voiceover. Speaking rate. Heading. Speaking rate. 50%. Adjustable. Speech button Braille actually no yellow slash a zero dash one seven zero six six button that my Braille display is not connected at the moment, but it still shows the name. I don't quite know why. Voiceover recognition button verbosity button audio button commands button commands. This is where you can have all kinds of fun. So we're going to go in all here. commands button. And we have a couple of different options. If we hit this button that says all commands, we can literally look at every command that voiceover has, and you can choose to assign a gesture to it or a keyboard command or a braille display command. That's a little overwhelming. So what I chose to do is to think about this from the perspective of, okay, what gesture do I want to use to move me to the next or previous heading. And unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of options that are not already assigned. I mean, there are some, but there are, um, there are, are some that you would, uh, you can change quite a few of them if you would like to. Um, one of the things I will caution though is um, it's better to work with the ones that don't have anything currently set to them by default. And the reason I say that is if you go changing too many of the standard gestures, for example, if you decided that a one finger triple tap should do something different um, other than opening up a contextual menu like it does by default, um, if somebody else is giving you directions that are based on how it's supposed to work out of the box, uh, those directions may not work for you. So be careful not to change too many of the things that Apple has already put in place. So we're going to, instead of choosing all commands, I'm going to flick forward. 
touch gestures button. And we're going to, well, let me, let's look at all the options and then touch gestures is the one we'll come back to, but let's look at the rest of the screen here. Keyboard shortcuts button commands are prefixed with the voiceover modifier key control plus option or caps lock. Now you can choose uh, in the voiceover preferences under typing, you can choose whether the voiceover commands need to be um, you need to hold control and option, which can vary slightly depending on your keyboard or the caps lock key. I actually have it so that I can use either of those because it can depend on what command I'm looking for, whichever modifier is easier. Of course, that's the key you hold down while you press something else. Handwriting button, braille screen input button, braille devices, heading, Actilino ALO slash A0-17066 button. Reset voiceover commands button. So if you make an absolute mess of all of this, you can reset everything. And you can also reset some of those categories as well. Voiceover does have a handwriting feature where you can draw printed letters and numbers and actually enter text. I don't know of too many people that use it, but it is there. Um, and it actually came in iOS 7, I believe. It definitely came before Braille screen input. That was an 8. I definitely remember that because um, that's, that's my favorite way to put in text. We're going to go back, though, to touch gestures. Actilino ALO, Braille device, Braille screen input, handwriting, commands are prefixed with the keyboard shortcuts, button, touch gestures, button. Touch gestures. Here we go. Tap, one finger, heading. So these are organized in headings and they are organized. And this is actually, they're organized by um, how many fingers that are used and how they work together. And this can be a really nice way if you tend to get confused between, okay, what's a, what happens? What's the difference between tapping a two finger double tap and a two finger single tap and that, because it, it does lay them out here. I'll show you a couple of them. One finger, single tap, speak item, dimmed. That cannot be changed. One finger double tap, activate, dimmed. Neither can that be changed because you always need to be able to slide around the screen to find something and be able to double tap to activate it. You always need to be able to do those. One finger triple tap, perform long press, button. One finger quadruple tap, secondary activate, button. That one I believe is what a sighted person would call a double tap. I don't find the need to use this one too often. Tap. Two fingers, heading. Now, if we're talking about a gesture that's going to actually take us someplace in some text, we want to actually do something with uh, swiping, as they call it. Um, and Apple is very inconsistent. Sometimes they'll say flicking. Sometimes they'll say swiping. Um, they, they haven't quite figured out what they want on that one. Um, in this place, they use the term swipe. So that's what we're going to go with. I'm going to Turn the rotor to headings, put two fingers on the screen and turn them around, Words. turn them kind of opposite each other. Describe images, screen recognition, language, headings. And you've got a lot of freedom with that gesture. You can even use one finger on uh, each hand if you want. Um, and we've talked about that. Um, we, we've talked about that some in, in our January um, episode. So <clears throat> we're going to go to the sections that talk about swiping because that's the kind of command we want to play with. Tap, three fingers, tap, swipe, one finger, heading. And I don't think these are going to be... 
one finger swipe left, move to one finger swipe right, move to next item, one finger swipe up, previous rotor item, one finger swipe down, next rotor item, button, swipe, two fingers, heading. Okay, there are some of these I'm surprised that you can change. Two finger swipe left, button. So it says two finger swipe left, and it doesn't have a function. Two finger swipe right, button. And neither does that one. So these are the ones that I chose when I was thinking about this. Um, some people might choose to instead have two fingers left and two fingers right uh, move the rotor. That certainly is something you could do. Um, but for me, uh, I, the, the, the two fingers left and right moving by headings worked. And actually, um, so that I could show this, I went ahead and unset it so that you could see it from scratch. So I'm going to choose the option for what's going to happen if I swipe left with two fingers. Two fingers swipe left, button. Cancel, button. And I'm choosing this. Commands, heading, search, search field. Double tap to edit. Now, as you can appreciate, VoiceOver has a boatload of commands because it's been around a while. I know that what I want to do has to do with heading. So I'm going to avail myself of the search field, which is... Admittedly, something I don't always do in some of the areas where iOS has it, but I'm definitely going to search field. Its that search here. field is editing. Search H E A D I N G. And now I'm going to touch near the middle of the screen uh, to see what options it gives me. Move to previous heading. Okay, and I happen to land right on the option I wanted. That's never going to happen again, probably. I shouldn't jinx myself. But anyway, we're going to choose move to previous heading because that's what we want to have happen. Selected. Two fingers white left. Move to previous heading button. And I'm going to choose back. Commands. Back button. Voice over. And we have to Touch do the gestures, same. Button. We have to do the same thing for, um, we have to do the same thing for two fingers to the right because they're, um, they're two separate actions. Tap. So. One finger, heading, tap, to tap, tap, swipe, one swipe, two fingers, heading. Let's see if this took. Two fingers, swipe left, move to previous heading, button. Okay, so that worked. Um, I thought I was going to have to choose okay. That's why I, I backed out. I thought I was going to have to choose. I didn't realize it just went ahead and took it. So let's go ahead and Two fingers, swipe right, button. Cancel, button. Commands, heading, search, search field. Insertion point at search field, braille screen input, dot positions calibrated, portrait, heading, clear tech, cancel, advanced navigation, move to next heading. Here we go. Selected, two fingers white right, move to next heading, button. So now, to demonstrate this, I'm going to set the rotor to something. Edit, describe, screen, language, headings, containers, sounds, punctuation, audio ducking, volume. Ah, choose words. Speaking right words. So I'm going to keep the rotor on words, and now I'm going to take two fingers and swipe to the left. Swipe, two fingers, heading, swipe, one finger, heading. But I can prove that my rotor should still, at least in this instance, it will be in words. Swipe, one finger. So that's what's really nice, is that no matter what the rotor's doing, even if it's gone, switched itself over to actions or, or whatever, I'm always going to be able to move by headings. And this is something that I uh, am very much uh, in favor of doing. One other gesture I set up, and um, 
this may not be something that you like to do. If, if you're anything like me, you're always changing stuff because you're always wanting to find out how things work. That's how I am. I know not everybody's like that though, and that's fine. But I said, you know what? I also want, want to, and I, I knew this one existed because there was a time when you had to, you could only do this with braille displays. But I knew from back then, a couple of versions back that I could do something to have the voiceover settings just automatically come up. And I said, when they added the ability to add gestures, I said, ooh, I want to be able to do this. And what I thought would work for me was a four-finger tap three times. So we're going to... Tap four fingers heading. There we go. We've found the right heading and we're going to go forward. Four-finger single tap button. Four finger double tap, start help button, four finger triple tap button. So four finger triple tap is the one we want. Cancel button. And this time, instead of using the search box, we're going to look at the categories. And I think the one that we want is actually, uh, I think there is a voiceover category, but let's, we can see what they are. Commands, heading, search, search, dictate button, interaction, heading, activate, escape. Okay, so let's move by headings. Basic navigation, text navigation, heading. One. All right. Previous editing, he copy, rotor, heading, scrolling, heading, speech and audio, heading, output, heading. And sometimes it's not letting me, a cup, after a few times, it wouldn't let me continue swiping Voice right over. with two headings. Oh, it's just, okay, it's just lagging. Um, that's helpful. So I found the setting the section of here that talks about voiceover setting voiceover itself describe image label item open voiceover settings that's the one i want so i'm going to go ahead and hit that selected four finger triple tap open voiceover settings button and just to show that this really does work i'm going to go to the app switcher and close app switcher settings active swipe up with three fingers to close the app and i'm going to close settings app switcher messages active Alarm, App Store. And now, double tap to open. Settings, accessibility, back button. Nice and loud so that you could hear it. So now, voiceover. We handy. are in the voiceover settings. And um, this one I find really handy uh, to do, really handy um, if I need to, to uh, change things. Um, let's see if we have any questions because I've been going on a, a few minutes. And uh, a little bit longer than I'd intended. I apologize. Let's see if, if anyone has any questions. And Donna, how do these folks uh, let me know they've got a question if they want to do that? Okay. So um, to um, unmute, it's a toggle. So from your PC, it's all day. From your Mac, it's Command Shift A. From the app, it's the button in the lower left hand corner. And on the phone, it's star six. Uh, that's to unmute yourself. Now to raise your hand, um, you want to, from the PC, Alt-Y. From your Mac, it's Option-Y. And from the app, you need to go into the um, More button. It'll be right there. And from the phone, star 9. So far, I don't see any hands. All right. Yeah, we'll give just a minute or two, or we'll give a minute a little bit here. Sometimes it takes people a second. All right, let's talk about some other settings that can be useful that are not related to voiceover. And if uh, if you have a question, um, 
you can ask it even if it relates to voiceover. I can circle back um, if if we need to do that. Voiceover but on. I'm gonna double tap to toggle setting. Oh, I'm gonna use this. So we are in voiceover settings. This is one of my favorite features that they added to iOS 14. Um, if you've used settings, uh, if you've you know changed things before, you know that you have to go to settings and then you have to go to accessibility and then you have to go to voiceover. And um, then if you start actually changing things, you might go down another screen and then another screen. And it's kind of frustrating to have to hit back and then back and then keep, keep hitting back. Well, they've thought about that. And what you can do accessibility back button is if we find the back button and we tap it three times with one finger, one, two, three accessibility button settings button dismiss context menu button so you get a button for each of those previous screens so i get accessibility and settings i'm going to hit settings because i actually want to um back all the way out of accessibility settings accessibility 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 speaking rate heading let me try that again accessibility back button accessibility accessibility heading Accessibility features help you customize. All right, fine then. It's not settings fine. back button. That's what it's supposed to do. It's the demo fail though. This this happens to me almost every week. I I go to do something and I try and show it to everybody and it doesn't work the way that it did when I wasn't trying to show it to everybody. Nineteen settings back button so, settings heading. Nevertheless, we press on. So, um, what I want to talk about here has to do with. Um, have you ever had, if you, sometimes you have these situations where let's say you're listening to, uh, music and you're trying to check your mail at the same time. If you're that kind of, you know, if you like doing that together, uh, and you just can't quite get the levels right, or you're in a moving vehicle and you've got, um, headphones that, you know, you've got them up all the way and they're still not quite loud enough. Um, there is a setting that can help with this and it's not where you would expect it to be. Um, and what it does is it will make loud a little bit louder and if flat, and then it will also, if something really loud happens, it will turn it down just a bit. And this is under the music settings. So we're going to go ahead and scroll up a ways. Control center, airplane That's mode, switch button. That's not what I wanted to do. Set, search, search field. Double tap to edit. Actually, you know what we're going to do? The the area of music settings that we're looking for is called the EQ, which is the equalizer. And so I'm going to actually use the search field because I know that that's what I want. And I know that music is like 30 or 40 rows down or something crazy like that. And I don't feel like scrolling at the moment. So we're going to, again, double tap here. Search field. Search field. Cap R. Cap E. Q. And if I touch near the middle of the screen, um, that's what it's supposed to do. Equations use Nemeth code. Accessibility, right arrow, voiceover, right arrow, braille. EQ, music. EQ, music, back button. Okay. And the magical setting that we want. Hip-hop, electronic. There's all all the things you'd... Back button. There's all the things you'd normally expect. EQ, selected, off, acoustic, bass booster, bass reducer, classical, dance, deep. Electronic. And most of these are very subtle, except for... Late night. This. Selected. Late night. Latin. 
you might notice, especially if you're listening in the Zoom client or on the stream, what happens is it's gotten louder and like the T is a little bit more pronounced. Selected late night jazz. And it's just kind of a punchier sound. And it's one of the few presets that actually affects system audio. I like this. If I want to go to sleep to something, I usually find spoken word uh, content. But some of the people, some of the things I listen to, they get a little animated and I don't want to be woken up because somebody's just gotten a little excited about something on YouTube or whatever. So this setting is nice because if they, if they get a little loud, then it kind of turns it down a bit. Um, and it's, it's something that you kind of have to play with. And sometimes it may not sound that awesome. But it can really be handy um, if you're having trouble balancing all of the levels just right. And unfortunately, Apple doesn't um, give us an easy way to... They, they make it very difficult to adjust the volumes because you have voiceovers volume on the rotor. You have the volume buttons that are on the side of your phone, except that they move in very big increments. And sometimes that's not what you want. And so getting it just right, kind of the Goldilocks, is really difficult to do. So this is one of the ways that we can do that. I'm going to go ahead and actually turn that setting off. So we're going to double, we're going to tap with four fingers, excuse me, to the top of this and near the top of the screen. Music, back button. And then, music. oops, that's not actually what I was, I wasn't actually meaning to do that. Let's do, let's... Uh, Library, music, heading. Okay, so it's taken me out of the search box. I'm going to move by headings and... Library, heading, downloads, head playback, EQ, off, button. Okay, that's patently wrong. I can hear... Off, acoustic, off. I have a question. Somebody has a question for you. All right. Yep. Let's see here. We have Pam. Pam, you may unmute yourself. Um... I was going to say two things. The first time you asked, you, you asked for questions and you didn't have any, that means you're a really good teacher. Oh, thank you. Second of all, the thing you just did, I do that with my soldiers that have, I'm a hospice uh, volunteer, and I do that with my soldiers that have PTSD because when they're listening to stuff, especially at night, and they have it pretty close to their ear or they have headphones and something happens really loud, it can make them have... PTSD episode, and that helps a lot. I would have never, ever thought of that. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, I think about it all the time. Because well, that makes sense, but I would have never thought of it for that use case. That is incredible. One time I sneezed, and, and it caused a, my soldier to, it startled that soldier so much. I didn't sneeze loud. I didn't go, ah, or anything. <laughs> I, I just went, achoo, like that. But it was just so out of nowhere. It it triggered a PTSD, and we had we had done PTSD drills over and over. We have a drill that we do. We practice from practice so that we no one gets hurt, no one does anything dangerous. But still, I felt horrible about it. Yeah. And so I started being real aware of when things change volumes, and it doesn't make me do the PTSD thing, but I really do notice it, and I'm like, oh, I've done that to somebody. Oh no! And well, so that really is helpful for my VA soldiers. Well, that's really good to know. And actually, you know, as I'm thinking about this, uh, some of the YouTube ads are really loud. And yes, so, they are. And, and also so, on uh, Pandora sometimes. Yeah. So that that's a, that's a really great 
thing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you uh, uh, bringing that up because I don't, we wouldn't find it necessarily. I will, I will actually give credit to where that one um, is due. That was actually uh, from Jonathan Mosin on Mosin at large on his podcast. Um, That's how I found, because I didn't know, I thought none of these affected the system audio, but it turns out late night does. That is, Uh, that is the coolest thing. It really is. It didn't used to be, I think you're right. I think it didn't come out till 14. Yeah, it's really cool. Thank you so much much for sharing. You have another hand. Um, Alrighty. Forgive me. I know I'm going to mess this name up. Uh, Ibram or... I don't know. It's Ibrahim. It's Ibrahim. How are you doing? Ibrahim, thank you. Yep. Sorry about he's, that. He's a regular contributor. How are you I doing? I apologize uh, so much. It's, it's fine. Um, hey, Sam, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I've got a question and a comment. The comment is, um, were you guys talking about how to get rid of ads on YouTube? Right? Um, not necessarily. I was pointing out that um, ad that the ads can be loud and that they could be, as Pam was just talking about, a, a PTSD trigger issue. Um, and I don't know if I want to go into ways to do that. I actually uh, pay for YouTube Premium and uh, am happy to do that. Um, so I don't know if I want to go too far down that uh, particular um, uh, particular. Um, Rabbit hole. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, okay, no worries. So my question is that um, I am subscribed to somebody who's using like a, I think, an iCloud calendar that sends out um, like emails or invitations like every Saturday, every couple of Saturdays. And I have subscribed to his, his calendar on his website, but for some reason I'm not getting the notifications from calendar. So I'm wondering if you might have any suggestions. Um. I don't know if you could, I've, the only calendar that I've ever subscribed to is uh, TripIt, which is part of TripIt Pro, Um, but you might be able to unsubscribe and resubscribe, but I don't know if there's any, any um, repercussions of that. I don't know if that's going to change anything. He did mention that I could have the lights turned on, but I'm not, I went into settings. I couldn't find that all respond is um, allow banners and things like that. Okay. Um, you could also uh, take a look at Fantastical or Fantastical. Okay. You could take a look okay. at that and see. Okay. Now, keep in mind that um, Fantastical, and it's an app that I've covered a little bit before, and we, we'll, we may come back to it again, but um, it is an application that replaces the calendar. And okay. um, what you may find is that um, if you install it, you may get double notifications. So you might get notified of an appointment in calendar and fantastical and you have to turn off the one that you don't want. Um, so that may provide, and actually I think, well, no, that's okay. I know that uh, shared calendars is part of their, um, that you share with other people like in kind of Outlooky type Google things. Yeah. Um, that's a premium feature for their subscription. Uh, I'm not okay. sure about subscribed calendars. So, uh, okay, sorry, I don't have a look at that. Thank you. Yep. Give the, give, give that a try and see how it goes. Okay. Well, thank you. No All right. Dan has his hand up. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Great presentation. I have a question that's not really related to what you were just talking about, but that's, that's good okay. I'll give it a try anyway. That's good to know about the EQ thing. That's, that's great. Uh, but a while back, you really brought up a good topic about past. We're protecting your phone and the advantages. Yeah, okay. 
displaying the, uh, I mean, talking about the advantages and disadvantages. I have a question about the iPhone 12. Now, apparently, during setup, of course, you can establish your face ID, but I'm not sure. Apparently, you can also set up a, uh, a passcode for entry in case the face ID doesn't work because this business about people wearing masks or not wearing masks is an issue. So can, can people set up a, a, a passcode in addition to face ID for the iPhone 12s? Yeah, so let's, so yeah, I will, um, let, let me explain a little bit about, about this. So um, face ID replaces what used to be touch ID on older devices. And um, in order for either of those biometrics, because, you know, a, f- a thumbprint is a biometric and so is face ID. So, to you know, the, the, ca- the category we're going to, I'm going to use as biometric methods of, uh, of uh, unlocking your device. Um, in order for that to work, there has to be a passcode. You cannot have t- the fingerprint reader, touch ID, or face ID without a passcode. You must enter that passcode every time you turn the device on. If the device has not been used for 48 hours, um, there are one or two other times at which that has, which that must happen. <clears throat> and when you are correct, when you are setting up your device, um, you are offered the ability to set up face ID and your um, passcode. And one of the things I would say is that um, when someone's first starting out, um, if you're not comfortable quite with the way that the phone keypad works, um, setting up a passcode and setting up Face ID are things you might want to skip at least for a few days until you get comfortable practicing with the phone keypad. Um, if you're on an iPad, the buttons on the calculator are about the same size, I believe, as the unlock keypad. But of course, because it's the calculator, it's going to be flipped the other way around. It's going to have, you know, zero, one, two, three at the bottom and uh, seven, eight, nine at the top. Um, so, it, it may be something if you're completely new to touchscreen, this is your first ever device, you may want to um, forego those for the moment. You can always go into settings and then touch ID and passcode or face ID and passcode, depending on how your phone um, calls, the, um, calls the feature. So when you set up face ID or touch ID, we're gonna talk about face ID because that was Stan's original question. Um, you are given a lot of feedback about um, how to move your head. And I actually found that I did this when the lights were off because most of the time in my house, the lights are off and it seemed to work better that way. Um, and uh, I, I went through that process so, so that I could unlock with my face. There is also an option that says set up an alternate appearance. I think initially what that was meant for was if your partner, for example, wanted to be able to unlock your phone. Um, What some people have attempted to do with it with varying levels of success is to use use a mask with that, either a face mask or a um, CPAP mask. Um, And that may work. Now, in iOS, I want to say 14.0, Two uh, in one of the previous versions, they they had indicated they were going to try and make a feature that if the phone figured out you were wearing a face mask, 
what it was supposed to do is bring up the keypad to enter your passcode right away and not keep trying to look for a face that it's not going to be able to recognize because you've got a face mask on top of it. That doesn't often work for me. Um, and so what I do, why, why not? Why I have no idea. It just doesn't seem to the face mask I wear, it doesn't seem to detect it. And so it'll no, but sit I mean, there and say, try again. No, but I mean you can't you can't enter the passcode in. Uh, you you can, but it takes a long it takes a while. And what they were trying to do is make it so that if you had a face mask on, it would just say, Oh, he's wearing a face mask. I'm not going to keep looking for his face. I'll just show the keypad straight away. And that's what they had intended to happen but i find that that does not often uh that does not often work um one thing that is helpful is if you use braille screen input or if you use the handwriting feature that where you can print um you, that does include numbers so you could enter your passcode in one of those ways i enter my passcode with braille screen input all the time because it's faster and also it doesn't say what my passcode is when i do that so that's the other thing I like about it. Um, what is rumored to be coming, and of course, we won't <clears throat> know exactly how it works until we see it. But what we are hearing is that if you have a phone with Face ID and an Apple Watch, and you are wearing your Apple Watch at the same time, you are supposed to be able to do something with the Apple Watch that will cause the phone to unlock. And I am so excited about it because Face ID really drives me crazy. I can make it work. I, you know, I can get it to go. I don't like it. And why Apple didn't give us the option of both Touch ID and Face ID, I don't know. But they really should have. I agree. I agree. <laughs> they yes. really should have. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, that's basically... Um, you can try this setup alternate appearance with your mask if you wear the same type all the time. You can give that a try. Um, I don't know if I've ever tried. I don't think I have tried that, actually. I think I just was like, you know what? I'll just braille in my passcode and that'll, yeah. you know. I'll but you can, you, can set up, you can set up a passcode during the setup in addition to Face ID on the, on the 12th. Is that correct? You have to. Yes, you, it's, it's imperative. You cannot use Face ID without setting up a passcode. Okay. All right. So, well, yes, thank you very much. It is, yeah. You can't have one without the other. Okay. That clears it up. Thank you. No problem. All righty. Let's talk a little bit about, um, I found a feature in Control Center um, the other day, and I wanted to let people know about it. Oh, there's a siren going by. Fantastic. <laughs> While you got the siren going on, I just want to let you know that it is now um, 41 minutes to the hour. All right. Thank you very much. Um, sure. I do try and check that because I know how much I can get sidetracked myself, but uh, I am glad because I had forgotten to check it in the past little while. So thank you. Um, so one of the things that I discovered um, is, and it was something that somebody posted on AppleViz. I didn't realize that you can actually get very fine grain control over your volume control using the control center. So I'm going to show how this works. 1942. Music back button. Okay, I'm going to go home. App. Control center allows us to adjust things like our brightness, the volume level, whether Wi-Fi is on, airplane mode, all of that. 
And how you get to it depends on what your which device you have. If you have an S, an iPhone SE, an iPhone 8 or earlier, um, or an iPad that still contains a home button, what you're going to do is touch the status bar at the top. 1942, status bar item. So location tracking on cellular, two of four bars, Google Voice, nine oops, new items. That's not one of the 84%. Any of those things like your battery level, your time. Touch one of those and then swipe up with three fingers. Control center, airplane mode, switch button off. Now you double tap and hold to show more controls. Now double tap saw, to toggle setting. As you saw, I do, have, I do have an iPhone XR um, and the status bar on the devices with the edge to edge screen is very squished and small. And so what you also have the ability to do is to, from the top of the screen, you can swipe down and you kind of have to already come messages one up moving control center airplane mode switch button off and it takes a little double bit. tap and hold to show more controls double it, tap to toggle setting it takes a little bit of practice but you can um that is another option um so what we're going to do is we are going to find cellular day wi-fi bluetooth not playback to previous track play Next track, lock road, do not disturb, brightness, volume, 83%, adjustable. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. So, well, obviously, if we swipe up and down, 72%, we're at 72%, 83%, we're at 83%. Those are pretty big increments. If I use the buttons on the side of the phone, okay, it's not reading it to me, but if I flick back and then right, come volume, again. 76%, edge, brightness, 0%, volume, 83%, adjustable, swipe up or But down. you might only want to move in very tiny amounts. And so what I discovered is if you double tap and hold, and then slide up and 71%, down. 71 71%, 76%, 74%, 70, 76%. So if you really want to get it to, no, I want 81% or I want 79%, you can do it. Um, volume, 76%, 86%, 76%, volume, 83%, iPhone. Okay, I kind of played a little bit with the buttons and the slider. Um, part of what made me think of that, though, is because I have... Um, I have a pair of AirPods Max now, which I am, am enjoying for the most part. Um, and one of the things I like is that the um, digital crown on there does let you adjust the volume in really small increments. But I was like, what? There's got to be a way to do it on the phone. And then something I saw on Apple Viz mentioned it. I thought, oh, okay, there's, you know, what's the magical formula here? So um, that's how that works. If you really do think, okay, well, if I press the volume down, it's too quiet, but now I've pressed the volume up and now it's too loud. You can be that picky with it. It's just, it's a little fiddly. It's probably not so fiddly if you're not a, a voiceover user because double tap and hold, keep in mind, is what we do if we want to bypass a gesture that voiceover uses. So if we want to do something in the, same, the way that a sighted person would do it, um, that's what we, we double tap and hold. Um, so, and if, you know, some folks may know that already, but if not, you know, that's okay. A little, you know, good, better to let you know about it. And it might be, if it's review, it's review, that's okay. Um, so that's one of the things that you can, so that's kind of a volume related thing that you can do that's, that's pretty useful. Let's. iPhone, volume, 83%. Adjust. There are some other things tucked away in here. And 
Um, one of them is iPhone, iPhone, volume, 83%, adjustable. Now it's going to, all right, you know what? We're going to have to go out of control center. Volume, 83%, adjustable. Oh, okay. Swipe up or brightness. Do not disturb. Lock rotation. Next track, dimmed button, play. But previous track, playback destination, not playing. Playback destination is really cool um, because if you, one, if you have things like an Apple TV or you have things that use AirPlay, you can choose those. But what you can also do, and I do this on one of my Bluetooth speakers, because when I shut it off, if I'm listening to something, it will cause the iPhone to just stop playing. And what I might want to do is just continue listening. If it's a live something, um, I might want to continue listening without having it pause just because I shut the speaker down. And what you can do is you can double tap uh, that button and then choose iPhone. And then the program that you know, whatever you're listening to will go back to the iPhone and you won't miss anything. So that is a neat thing to be able to do. Bluetooth um, switch button on. There's also Double. some things here. If you swipe down, Bluetooth is a good one. If I swipe down, open controls. You do have a hand up. Airplane okay, let's go ahead and off. take let's button. go ahead and take that. Uh, Cindy, you may unmute. Hi, John. Cindy from uh, Chicago. Um, Sean, how can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How do you um, change your Braille display on the iPhone to numbers? Like, say you want to type in your password. How do you how do you uh, change it from letters to numbers on the uh, Braille display? Um, well, you would when you're when you're typing in your passcode. Are you preceding it with the the number sign? If your passcode is numbers? No. So I use the number sign first and then the uh, the letters? I believe that should work. That's how I, that's what I do for mine. And so I it probably will work. Um, I I tend to unlock mine with Braille screen input more than I do my Braille display. So it may not uh, it may not work because I don't know the, when the last time I tried that was. But yeah, you you wanna um, because your your braille display by default is gonna be in whatever braille code you've got so ueb or whatever and the only way it's going to know that you want numbers is if you use that number sign so give that a try hopefully that will work yeah i just got my braille display so i'm trying to learn it <laughs> ah fair enough yeah <laughs> all right thank you sean no problem <laughs> okay um for any for folks who were not maybe here towards the beginning, if you have um, topics that you would like to have covered um, in a future technology learning lab, uh, I'm happy to do that. And what I've been asked to do is to have people email community at acb.org, put technology learning lab in the subject, and just very briefly just you know Screen describe dimmed. what your topic idea um, might be. And Cindy has agreed to forward those to me. Um, I'm not going to be able to like solve issues that way, but it will give me topics that you want to see covered. So that would be very helpful for, for me and for y'all, actually. I have another hand for you. Oh, okay. Jeff, you may unmute. Hi, Sean. Um, I went through the command thing and uh, changed the gesture to not use the the twist for the rotor mm -hmm. and I did it mainly because I just could not get used to doing that rotation on my iPad and not 
touching another part of my hand up to the screen, which you know of course to- funny? totally takes I, the focus off. I have trouble not with that, but for some reason on my iPad, it's harder to make that gesture work, even when I even not because I'm putting part of my hand there, but it just doesn't like that rotating gesture as much as the phone does. Yeah, it's, so I've, <laughs> I have that problem too. There's something about it, but um, yeah, I don't know. So, and then my other question is uh, Is there a way that I could make like a macro that I could create like my email address and then? use uh, like a two-letter key combination to have it plunk it into a field? There actually is, yes. If we if we go into open keyboard settings. Let's yes, I know. Settings. Listen. Settings. Music. Back button. Classical. Why did it not take me there? Okay. Library. <laughs> heading. Sean Thiel. Apple. Wi-Fi. AR. Cellular. Purse. Note. Sound. Do not disturb. Screen time, general, button, about, but software update, airdrop, airplay and picture in picture, car play, iPhone, st- background app, re- date and time, keyboard, button, keyboards, three, button, text replacement, button. Text replacement is where you want to go. Section index, adjustable. And what you can do. Swipe, add, button. Is you can add, you can choose add here and let me make sure I get this Add, right. Phrase, text field, is editing, word mode, insertion point at start. So in this first Use the box, rotor to access. In this first box is where you would put your phrase, for example, your email address. Shortcut, optional, text field. And then double tap to edit. Under here is what you have the option of putting the combination you want typed. So um, borrowing Jonathan Mosen's example, he has, if he types in, UBR, um, it will put a message that he's put in about um, for Uber drivers about where he might be located, what he's wearing, how they can find him. Um, I actually put a combination to give out the um, the meeting link that we use for, in our affiliate because there was a time when it seemed like I had a whole bunch of people right in a row asking me for that link. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it so that if I press a couple of letters, it will just give that link and then I don't have to go try and copy and paste it each time. Um, so email addresses are another good use for that. Um, there's all kinds of um, <clears throat> things that you can do with that, uh, with that feature. So when you, when it, when it plunks into the field, does it verbalize it? So I'm sure that it's. Yes. Accurate. What it will do is it will say, for example, if you do it with an email, let's say you decided you wanted to have it, you know, if you typed in EML or something, um, when you type in that L, it will say, it will speak out the suggestion. Assuming that you have auto texts uh, turned on under your typing, um, under your accessibility typing settings. So you do want to check that. So you want to go, you want to make sure that um, that is turned on. Let me show where that is. Section index adjustable. Swipe up or down. A software update general button Bluetooth notification sounds and haptics button do not just screen top general control set display and brightness home screen but accessibility button accessibility features help you customize your iPhone for your individual needs the setting that I'm talking about is not a voiceover setting so that's why I'm being very deliberate in going vision to it. head voiceover zoom magnifier display and text side motion Spoken content button, speak selection off, 
a speak button will appear when you select text. That's mainly for sighted folks who need things read out to them. Speak screen off. Swipe down with two fingers from the top of the screen to hear the content of the screen. Same with that. Typing feedback button. Voices button. Typing, Typing feedback. feedback. Character Same feedback. Here. Characters off. Character hints off. Speak words off. Speak whole words while speak auto text on. Yes, speak auto text. Double tap. Automatically speak sure. auto corrections and auto cap. Hold to speak ah, predictions. It, you want to make sure that that's turned on. So that is under accessibility and spoken content and typing feedback. Um, that's a setting that anybody can use, whether you're a voiceover user or not. Um, so make sure that is turned on because otherwise... Uh, autocorrect may not speak anywhere, um, but as long as that setting's turned on, then yes, it should, like, if you type in the combination you chose, then it should say that hitting the space bar will put in, uh, it'll it'll just give you, you know, whatever your email is, and you hit space, and it puts that in. Right. So, it sounds like it might be useful to turn those other options on also. Not all of them. Um, the main one you want to worry about is that speak auto text. A lot of those other features like speak screen, speak selection, hold to speak predictions. Those are for sighted people that need speech every now and again, but maybe they don't, they don't need voiceover because they don't need their whole gesture world changed. Um, but they just might want a little bit of speech in particular situations. So those features could be useful for people who are low vision that maybe voiceover is a bit more than they need. Um, so yeah, be careful about turning on too many of those. Yeah, I've been down that road before. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it gets a little confusing, doesn't it? Thank you very much, Sean. No problem. And you have for three minutes. Yep. Any other last minute, very quick questions? All righty. Um, when typing predictions, let me actually let me get out of here. Typing feedback button. Out of this spoken content button screen here. audio descriptions on button yep that's a good thing to be doing um okay so that was mostly that was mo- that was what i had planned for today and um that's that's kind of where we we're at um and and let if we we haven't uh, we have two minutes but if people don't ha- if people are okay um we can go ahead and um hold on till next time um, if you'd like to do that, uh, doesn't, I don't think we have any questions and I think did we, we, if we started a minute or so late, I don't remember, but no, you did fine. All right. On time. Okay. So any questions, feel free to hold on to them, uh, for next time. If you've got topic ideas, it community at acbradio.acb.org and put technology learning lab in the subject line. Um, I'm happy to receive those. All right. Thanks, everybody. And I will see you same time, same Zoom room next week.